0: by minutes project number five it's silverado this time that's no jive by lawrence Castan who wrote the show best settle up now kids cause here we go
1: howdy and welcome back to another episode of the silverado minute podcast Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan-directed Western, Silverado. One minute of screen time per episode. Uh, Once again, back for Minute 58, I'm your host, Sean. With us, as always, is my co-host, Brian. Hello. (laughs) This is Minute 58, right? Yes.
2: Yes, 58. Uh,
1: (laughs) And, uh, and we have a little guest joining us today for, uh, for minute 58. with us all the way from uh, the sand lot, nine minutes at a time. It's Tierney steele Callahan.
0: Hello, I'm not a little guest though, not like Linda Hunt. So I didn't want to set false expectations <laughs> right here at the top.
1: <laughs> no, no, we want to get everything straight up, straight up, yeah, for, for minute 58. So uh, yeah, as you said, so we meet uh, we meet Stella. We get to see Linda Hutt for the first time since uh, the opening credits as uh, Kevin Klein makes his way paid and makes his way through the midnight star up to the bar, orders himself a drink. Um, Before
0: he orders himself a drink, I did not realize until I was re-watching this right before we started recording, but that group of two men and the woman who sit down at the recently vacated table Mm -hmm. their their cups are definitely totally empty right (laughs) there is no uh, beer in those glasses
2: i I did notice that sitting i didn't notice that i I, but i did pick up on them like moving in and like sitting down i don't know i thought it was i thought yeah i thought it was it was cool oh my god they're
0: they're, they're they're gonna take a seat (laughs) In a crowded when I bar, wonder, I totally get. You just grab the table, you can. But she's like, can I get you guys anything? And they're like, oh, we're fine. And I'm like, your glasses are, like, there's not even suds.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are dry, empty bugs. One, I also wonder, because it's it, you know, it's hard to tell who's, who's saying what, mm-hmm. but I was trying to pick up, can I pick up bits of, like, the chatter, like the background murmuring, and there's a conversation, there's a back and forth where someone says, how are you? And the response is, well, I finally got a beer. (laughs) And I'm guessing that's not these two gentlemen that are having that exchange because they did not finally get a beer. But yeah, so unless
0: unless it's full of vodka and they're just holding it very still. So it's not your gin. I mean, maybe it is options. There are options.
2: what, What was the drink back then?
0: A pint glass of gin would be quite yeah. a woo. <laughs> And I like Oof. gin, but no, no, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Westerns just it's, it's like uh there's beer and then there's whiskey. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose like mm-hmm. gin would have been invented at this point, but uh
0: yeah. very much so not
1: something I usually Well though this is sort of a um I think we're supposed to think this is a like an upper class establishment. Mm-hmm. This is one of the nicer it places. Seems like
2: that.
0: I get that uh, feeling. Yeah. I
1: mean, there's like no peanut shells on the floor or anything.
0: Fair enough. The <laughs> spittoons are not yeah. visible. Right. In this shot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does seem to be clean. You know, clean, orderly, type mm-hmm. establishment. So, uh, yeah, it could yeah, be.
2: I haven't seen Kevin... A G&T. You never know. I haven't seen Kevin Klein in, in recent years, but that guy looks the same from, like, 1980 to, like,
0: 2012. Yes. <laughs> the original Paul Rudd.
2: <laughs> yeah. He, like, does not... Yeah. He, he looks the same.
1: Yeah. So, we're going on, what, 35 years ago? Uh, yes. 1985. Yeah. And, well, I, I... You know, maybe it's something in the water, because uh, Phoebe Cates, if you've seen her recently... Another one who has aged well. So uh, mm-hmm. you know what? They're they're taking care of each other. They're taking care of themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Kevin, if you're listening and you're looking to adopt, um, <laughs> I have parents, but don't let that stop you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, too I soon! I was just rereading the screenplay for the Ice Storm, so no, I cannot oh. cannot with Kevin Klein and parenting right <laughs> now. Are you doing? Right I actually am hoping to. So November 2023 will be the anniversary of the actual ice storm that the movie Uh is based on the book that the book is based on. There was an actual ice storm in New Canaan in 1973. And my dad lived through it along with all his friends. Uh And then we watched years later the movie being made. Mm -hmm. And so I would love to do a podcast on that. And just yesterday I was rereading the screenplay, trying to figure out how many days it covered and how I would break that up to do over Uh. a Thanksgiving break, stealing the idea from you guys, basically. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Instead of a heartwarming Christmas special, I will do an incredibly (laughs) depressing Thanksgiving family drama.
1: <laughs> do it as is appropriate for the holiday sure
0: um but i was rereading it and then at the end and i'm also preparing for an apocalypse now minute podcast and i just by the end of that evening i was so freaking depressed i was just like <laughs> i had to go record an episode for the lot, and i was like guys what is the point of life
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, yeah well that's cool uh,
1: we hear you we feel you
0: yeah but he is amazing in that he's so and he's the guy in Dave, like so many of my movies, oh, that yeah. like they weren't the biggest hits. They weren't like mm-hmm. these huge mega blockbusters, and yet they were solid '90s hits <laughs> that were yeah. on TV all the time. And it's uh, a good yeah. watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he
1: always always brings the good. Always bring the brings the goods. Um
2: Kevin Kline does. I think out of the, out of the three of us here, I think I like these. This minute, the least. Hmm. I think that's, I think Sean loves this minute.
0: I love yeah, this Yeah, I think
2: this, like, yeah, the, this the, the, the next few
1: it. minutes. Yeah. So you, you like these, Tierney? Sorry. <laughs> this and
0: the next minute. Um, so listeners to this podcast, if you stick with us until the late 90s minutes, you <laughs> will hear me talk about how much I love Linda Hunt in this movie and how Stella is clearly the greatest. <laughs> And it starts mm-hmm. right here with our introduction.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So if you want to hang on to that and, and save anything you want to save, that's that's understandable. But yeah, I definitely wanted to talk about um, about Linda Hunt, who is mm-hmm. I, I think the highlight of the movie. Stella is my favorite character um, up to up to this point. She's she's great. They have a nice little back and forth. Uh, She's really interesting. Also, to throw out, so uh, New Jersey's own, born in Morristown, Mm. New Jersey, uh, in 1945. Grew up, uh, I think she spent most of her childhood in Connecticut growing up. Uh, This is her, uh, only her fifth feature film. So still early in her career as a a feature film actress. She did some stage work. So at this point, she had been nominated for a Tony and won the Oscar uh, for Best (laughs) Supporting Actress uh, in A uh, Year of Living Dangerously, and the first person to win an Oscar for portraying a character of the opposite sex, playing Billy Kwan in that. And that was um, that was only her second film. Her free feature film debut was Popeye. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Robert Altman's um, 1980 masterpiece, underappreciated. <laughs> um Popeye. And, uh, well, Kevin Klein also, you know, speaking of Robert Altman turns in a wonderful performance as Guy Noir in a Prairie Home Companion. Mm -hmm. So there's another Altman connection there.
0: There's a Um, lot of overlap. I love, so (laughs) I think I even quote this in my minutes later, but whatever, it's worth hearing twice folks. There's a quote Mm -hmm. from Linda Hunt on her IMDb page that says, um, It's only a couple sentences. Says, I was always trying to make up for my size to compensate. So to get people to take you seriously, you have to come at things with a great deal of strength. You have to emphasize that the way you are is unusual, that you don't come along every day. And this introduction to Stella is just perfect for that. Just spot on. Like when she's like, you have to make the world fit you. It's just like, Mm yes. Yes. Yes, go, Queen. That is the best I part love of the minute. You.
2: <laughs> that is the best part That's of the
0: minute. her little ramp.
1: <laughs> yeah, this the you know instant confidence that you know she's she's running things, she's in control, but she's making paid and feel comfortable. And I kind of wonder, like, how much of that is you know a genuine connection between these characters, or is she just you know plying her trade as someone who you know running a tavern and working the bar. Mm-hmm. It's kind of her job to make people. Open up and feel comfortable. Mm
0: -hmm. I love his little. little Oh, sorry. Go
2: ahead. No, I was just going to say that. uh, I mean, we are at minute fifty-eight here. We are almost an hour in. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's unusual to see uh, such a character introduced this late into the. It's not that long of a movie,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: right? How many minutes is this whole movie? It's what a little over two hours. Okay, yeah, so know, well, two I two thirteen. He <laughs> so yeah, I mean, two like thirteen. About, so you know, let's call it halfway in, right? I mean, yeah. it's pretty unusual. The I I don't think if this was remade today, I have a feeling everybody would be set up in the first fifteen minutes. Hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. I mean, they could have like this could be the bar that Scott Glenn and um. Kevin Costner were in when they see <laughs> Danny Glover get yeah. kicked out and, and John John Cle- like this you know could be the same tavern they could kind of introduce Stella then although this is um, I think there's there's a point like this is supposed to be a uh, you know a nicer establishment yeah. a higher class yeah. establishment don't get me wrong more.
2: I I, I um, like it. I mean I don't mind it it's just it's just something yeah. I noticed
1: but yeah it is mm-hmm. it is unusual that we get this character so late in yeah that's a good point then I just want to to just point out so if you are watching. Uh, Empire Strikes Back Um, around this time, around minute 58. The Millennium Falcon would be hiding out from bounty hunters and the Empire. And uh, Princess Leia would be noticing there's something out there as they hide out in a cave in an Hmm. asteroid. Um, They'd be noticing the Minox um, outside outside of the ship. So that's where around that point, if you're watching... Empire strikes back. But you're not you're watching Silverado and so <laughs> uh, Peyton's wandering into uh into the Midnight Star.
0: I like how mm-hmm. much acting Kevin Klein does without uttering He does utter a word in this. But like he does a lot without saying anything. When he first walks in and he takes that moment like survey and be like, "Ah, this is a good place." And then he looks Linda, he looks Stella up and down and he's just like huffs himself up to look over the bar at her ramp. It just, (laughs) he doesn't say much. Yes. Yeah, we'll get it in the next minute, but yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, I think he like literally has five words. You know, Mm -hmm. you work here, bourbon, and then Nifty at her her little ramp. And it's, (laughs) yeah. And this is, you know, And I I didn't think, I hadn't planned this out when I mentioned it, but I see it. There's a lot of similarities between that portrayal of Guy Noir in *A Prairie Home Companion* and another, another part, another character who uh, does a lot of not talking and a lot of facial expression, a lot of facial acting, like we get uh, in these few minutes from from Peyton here. Yeah. So he, you know, he turns around, he hears a voice. You know, what can I do for you, stranger? He turns around, he kind of looks out and doesn't see anyone. He has to look down to see Stella. <laughs> Kind of follows as she walks around the bar and then suddenly she gets taller. He looks over, sees her little uh her little <laughs> ramp.
0: I which is a clever, it.
1: clever little adaptation to uh you know, so she can she can work the bar. Um Linda Hunt in, in real life. Yeah the, yeah, the real life Linda Hunt is uh four foot nine.
0: That is pretty um, short. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's it's not tall. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, because this bar is probably about four and a half feet. So she's only a couple ah. inches. I mean, the hair adds a little bit, but.
2: <laughs> um, and it's nice. You think of like a rough and tumble, like the old West. And here's this little four foot nine woman, like in charge of a saloon. You know, it's mm-hmm. a cool, it's a cool uh, character.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of thought of that. And I'm, I'm wondering how much are we supposed to think, um, you know, is Peyton picking up on that? That, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so obviously someone who's not physically imposing in a very physical environment, you know, she, mm-hmm. she must have something else going on to kind of make her way through this world. Yeah,
0: right. and I think the nifty ramp is his first inkling. There's more to this woman than chess <laughs> and along. That is pretty, I, you
2: know what? This minute's growing on me. I'm, I'm liking the ramp uh, more
0: Well, I was going to yeah. ask, I don't know if this will tumble you back out of this minute or make you love it more i was gonna ask what your guys's go-to bar orders are because he's ready with his request for bourbon and uh i i i remember back in the old days when i was young (laughs) you always had like three go-to you know that you were like okay and i Mm -hmm. i was infamous amongst my friends i liked a drink that told you what was in it so yes. uh, a rum and coke, a gin and tonic. Yes. These were the mm-hmm. things that I like understood. And right.
2: Handle. Okay.
1: Right. So you're you're a miss. Says what she drinks.
0: Yes. Kinda. There we go. <laughs> miss says what she drinks.
2: <laughs> yeah. How about you, Brian? What's your what's your go to these days? Go to probably would be a a. Um, I would say rum and coke also. Yeah, Jack and Coke yeah. between a Jack and Coke Jack and, Coke and Coke
1: rum and Coke. Too. Yeah. I, yeah, I just I, kind
2: of... I don't go for anything too crazy. Right, uh, you know I want it to taste good too. You know, I, so I'm not really into any of the the bourbons or the like, just drinking it straight up type stuff. Mm. I will not say you, for you anyone go...
0: listening who is of age, obviously, I'm not encouraging underage drinking. What Obvious. you want is the spiced rum with real Coca-Cola, and mm-hmm. the Jack with Diet Coke. For some reason, oh. it's a little difference. Okay. It's a little difference between the two. You wouldn't think like, oh, you order a rum and Coke and they're going to try and give you something clear. And no, 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 no. You want the spice stuff with the full flavor Coca-Cola. All right. And, but then you do a Jack and a, and a Diet Coke. That's a very, you can tell exactly when I was a girl going to the park. <laughs> a Jack and Diet Coke. Like, yeah. I just got some Red Bull while I'm here, but yeah. Oh, yeah. that was, yeah. Now
2: that was, that's pretty
0: yeah. exact. Joe cannot stand the smell of vodka and Red Bull. It's just too much. <laughs> it was too much.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jack is sweeter.
1: Jack goes good. I like a, I like a, a Jack with root beer. Um was something I did a lot in my college days. I'm another one, yeah, I go for where the, the, the title tells you exactly what's in it. Now, now either of you, could I interest you in a sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist?
0: Okay, no. I guess not. <laughs>
1: yeah. No. I yeah. was
0: trying to come up with a mash line that would perfectly complement that, no. but I couldn't quite.
1: Yeah. No. And I, I, and I wouldn't recommend it. I agree with you. But yeah. So, uh, in my younger days, like my yeah, my college drink was uh, yeah, the a Morgan's Captain Morgan Spiced rum mm-hmm. and coke or a, or a Jack and root beer. Uh, these days, I, I'm more simple. I'll go for uh, a Maker's Mark or a Woodchuck. You know, just on the rocks, you know, a nice a, a bourbon, a whiskey, maybe Use some red right breast, <laughs> a, good, a good Irish whiskey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would go in, just give me, uh, yeah, bourbon straight up or on the rocks, a you know, ginger ale back on the side kind of thing. But definitely keeping it simple, keeping it <laughs> simple. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they don't uh, I, I don't imagine they have too much. Uh, too much variety here. They don't, I don't see like they don't have like a, they don't have menus. You know, there's nothing, there's not like a QR code for him to scan. So he's <laughs> a menu uh, on his phone or anything.
0: Oh, they don't have uh,
2: soft
1: drinks.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably not with the carbonation. I'm trying to look up. Um,
1: I mean, Coca Cola had been invented at this time. Yeah.
0: Right? You I mean, know, someone's tried it.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I believe it's the Menger bar. I'm really sorry. I'm trying to look up. I, went to san antonio it was just me and yet i still took myself on a bar a historical bar crawl because i'm very cool like that um Mm -hmm. so i'm trying to look the menger bar is by the alamo i'm looking up what in san antonio has the longest bar and people carve their initials into it including like eddie roosevelt and people like that and they had, it was one of those where like the ceiling was the punch tin type and the bar was backed with the glass and it had all the bottles, but it was, it was still the old, um, like wallpaper and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and there's this huge, long wooden bar that had been carved into over centuries. It was very cool. I wonder if it was right. the Esquire, Esquire Tavern Open in 1933 to celebrate the end of Prohibition. Now the the bar, this is it, the Esquire Tavern. I believe the bar, it, the actual physical bar is older than the tavern. And it was one of those where like they took it out, hit it during Prohibition and then brought it back out the second it was repealed. I could be slightly <laughs> wrong about that, but... I know I've I've been to a few bars and I always love a story of that where it's like well actually this was hidden in someone's great aunt Edna's basement for a few years there in the twenties.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah, Brian, do you have any any famous bar stories? You ever been to uh, any notable tavern bars? I no, I don't think so. Establishments of ill repute. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm trying to, to
0: Whoa, that's a different no. type of podcast, Sean. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what to ask about that. I, I, you don't have to I, answer that, no, Brian. No. Don't incriminate yourself.
2: <laughs> I don't I really don't think so. I think it it was just all mainstream type of stuff. I don't think I was ever mm. at any interesting type of a bar.
1: Mm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think um I think my most notable bar that I've been at, also coincidentally in Texas, but this one in Fort Fort Worth I've been to uh, Billy Bob's, Texas, which is, um, well, it, it promotes itself as the, you know, the official tagline is the world's largest honky tonk. Um, <laughs> it is it. Well, there is a bull ring. And I mean, like actual live bull, not I mean, I oh. think I'm trying to think when I was there, they had a mechanical bull. Um, we, there wasn't any live bull fighting or bull riding that night. But, yeah, there's a okay. there's a a, a ring uh, a bull like a bull riding ring inside the bar um this place yeah it's huge and it's been in uh been in a few movies like been featured in a few things mm. um uh necessary roughness is the one i think of that i was there and uh yeah so i spent some time down in texas uh, i was actually in arlington but then yeah I made my way over to, to billy bobs in uh in fort worth i did some i did some two step in uh ronnie millsap was was playing was the the entertainment for the evening um uh, had myself a good old time so uh <laughs> not quite as far west as as um as linda and kevin are here but uh yeah i made my way out west a little bit yeah
0: i remember <laughs> i was much too young to drink but i think the farthest west i've been is there's a uh, in denver colorado there's some you know restaurant that teddy roosevelt ate in and i remember they had like mm-hmm bison on the menu or something and i was a little kid i was like that is just and i and from connecticut i was just like where the heck am i what is going on here (laughs) this is not the menu i am used
1: to (laughs) right yeah did did you have the bison were you adventurous enough to order it
0: i did not at at eight years old no i was not (laughs) (laughs) now i would do it just i will say i'm a lot better now but like a lot of times i get the guilt like i've i've tried shark and it just, it mm-hmm. tastes like, it tastes like swordfish, but more guilty. Like, <laughs> I could not get get past the fact, I was like, I shouldn't be eating this. Like, I really like these animals. Anyway, that's far off. No one is having a meal yeah. in this scene. This is right. Straight to the drinking. Yeah.
1: Straight to the drinking. Yeah, I wouldn't feel guilty about shark. Because, I mean, they yeah. they bite people. So only fair that we bite back, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Bison's good. I recommend if you have another chance uh, to give great. it a try.
2: Bison burgers. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Bison burgers are fantastic. There you go. Bison burgers. So,
1: yeah, so let's let's make our way back to. Um,
2: <laughs> what are we doing here again?
1: Well, uh, the minute
2: <laughs> the minute.
1: Yeah. So, uh, well, we don't know. This is uh, as yet unnamed mm-hmm. establishment. We'll find out next minute if it has a name or not.
2: Yes, spoiler alert, alert it, it does. <laughs> but. uh all right,
0: Sean. We've officially been podcasting too long. <laughs> we can do that on the same beats.
1: <laughs> oh, indeed we have. So, um, yeah. So I there's I think we you know there's not too much going on. Uh, I think we we've covered you know in terms of certainly in terms of conversation. Most of the action is is Kevin uh, paid in here walking up to the bar, and it's nice. He's um, He's smiling. He's kind of got a happy expression. I'm used to, you know, we, we've seen Peyton in, uh, in some tough spots. He's had to square off and draw a few times in the film already. Um, and he certainly, you know, he certainly seems more relaxed, more at home. He's not seeing, you know, no one's wearing his boots or wearing his hat enough to kill anybody. And I don't know if anyone else had this thought. He, he's reminding me of the Frisco kid. Of Gene Wilder mm. and Frisco Kid, have you have you seen that film? And do you see the is there a resemblance there? Or is that just me?
0: I haven't seen the it's, film. It's I mean, I know me. of it. Yeah. I I could see it. I haven't seen it either. I'm really thrown off. Uh, well, well, I'll I'll say it. Whatever. He knows he looked like this. Um, my on again off again guy friend person in college. Good lord, Kevin Klein looks like him with. <laughs> look. It was weirding me out the first time I watched this movie. <laughs> so, I imagine so. so. I, can't, I can't see any other connections. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I understood. Understood. Yeah, the, the Frisco Kid, for folks that aren't familiar, uh, it's from ni- uh, 1979 starring Gene Wilder and Harrison Ford. Uh, Gene Wilder is a rabbi from, uh from Europe from the old country and he's making his way out to I think it's San Francisco he's the, gonna be the new rabbi for this temple out west and he runs into some trouble and hooks up with uh I don't I don't know if he's cowboy but just kind of Western folk Harrison Ford who kind of befriends him and and protects him and, and shepherds and make sure he makes it through to his his ultimate destination but uh Gene Wilder in that film he's got, a uh, beard and mustache, sort of a, a closely cropped—well, not too closely, but not too long—kind of the same length as Kevin here, wearing a, a little bit of a different hat, but uh, a similar setting and a similar look, and that just kind of me, mm-hmm. made me think of, uh, yeah, made me think of Gene Wilder, um, but. Mm-hmm. Apparently, I'm the only one.
0: All right. Just- <laughs> I'm sure there are many listeners screaming in agreement at their radios and phones and etc. <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> I I am not so sure, but um, yeah. So that's about all the notes I had for for this minute. Mm-hmm. Anything else you yeah. want to add, Tierney or Brian?
0: I'll save it no, for tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, yeah. If you want to save some stuff, we get plenty. We got a whole another minute with just these two characters. Right. So uh, yeah, we want to hold some back. Um, I did want to chime in. So we had earlier in the week, Brian and I, we were talking about other westerns and, and some of our, um, you know, some of our favorite westerns. Mm-hmm. And I just had to. I, I'm kicking my. I've been kicking myself um, all night waiting to get back to to cover up my oversight. I can't believe. Um, I didn't mention Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Oh, that's
0: um,
1: a good one. That's that w- one of my favorite westerns, and also Lust in the Dust. I don't know how I how I let that slip my mind. Um, two you know two two great westerns um, that uh, I would suggest people watch over Silverado. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, Ouch. So yeah, Brian. Was there <laughs> anything else that popped in? Did you do you, any any regrets? Any did you want to amend your list? Of, um...
2: uh, I'd like to add Desperado, the 1994 huh? action thriller starring <laughs> okay, Antonio yeah. Banderas.
1: Yeah, mm. that's a good one. Desperado. That's a good one. And people Was might not a, have seen and, it. Um, is that Robert Rodriguez directly? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, Antonio Banderas. Um, yes. Yeah. So any of... Uh, any of your any of your favorite westerns you want to mention Tierney, or is this a discussion you want to hold on to uh, to later uh, in the film? There
0: will definitely be a lot more discussion of this later. But Butch casting the Sundance Kid is a really good movie. And it's funny because it is a Western, but it doesn't have to be if that makes any sense. where uh, it's like, it, yeah, it could have been in any genre that story line of, of the two and all that, but it, but it is a West, you know, it is of that time and space. Yeah. So yeah, that's a really, that's just a very rewatchable movie over and over yeah. again.
1: Um, yeah. So, I mean, does it, does it still count as a Western? Cause I think you're right. It's, you know, it's, it's a buddy film. It's sort of a, you know, cops and robbers, but yeah, these could be like two Chicago gangsters, on the run from Elliot Ness or something like that. Like there's nothing inherent that it has to be.
0: Yeah. Um, You could transpose the story (laughs) as you want.
1: Um, Which they almost did. And they called it the sting. Although, you know, with um, (laughs) Robert Redford and Paul Newman, I mean, they, they, they changed the story around a little bit, but it's basically, we have these two very handsome photogenic gentlemen and they're just gonna do, you know, whatever they do, and you're gonna watch it because it's Robert enjoy. Redford and, yeah, yeah, it, you know, it's Robert Redford and and Paul Newman. So you're just gonna sit back and you're gonna watch and you're gonna enjoy them, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be themselves and play off each other and, and have a great time. Whether it's yeah, whether it's you know, eighteen hundreds the you know West or Bolivia or Chicago or wherever they're doing it, we're we're gonna wanna watch.
0: Well, I know you're trying to get out of this, yeah. but I will just say, I <laughs> yeah. knew when yeah, I no. watched Slapshot that Paul Newman was a beautiful man. Because look at the clothes he is wearing in Slapshot when he's not on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Objectively, it is it's... not a good look. No. And yet, he's so hot.
1: <laughs> he, he yeah, he makes it work. It's. Uh...
0: Anyway, I'll leave your listeners with that. Anyway,
1: <laughs> anyway so yeah, so uh, all right, yeah, Slapshot, a much better Western than Silverado. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, there you have it.
0: I did not. Uh, that's you know that. that's,
1: that's a hot take, but you know it would be rude for me <laughs> to disagree with the guests, so. Um, <laughs> So on that hate note,
0: mail. we don't even have an email address and we're going to get hate mail.
2: <laughs> oh, that's all right. I already told uh, that I, I, tons of movies yeah. over this one I'd rather see. <laughs> so don't worry. So
1: so Tierney, other than hanging out and, and waiting for uh, for your minutes later in the film, where <laughs> where can our listeners find you?
0: Uh, the best thing to do is go to my website uh, one sister dot com Uh, because that's where they can buy my book. Woo! Yeah, Woo. it's coming out in May, yes. but that that will be where you, one of the places there will be links to buy my book. I'm very very excited, as you can tell.
1: <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, nice. do that buy buy that book, Brian. Any uh, any parting thoughts? Any plugs? Uh, you can
2: catch us, me and you, Sean. At mm-hmm. next scene pod, anywhere you get your podcasts, everybody knows how to do it. Anyway, you know, you know. Um,
1: and if this is if you're just if you're just tuning in to hear to hear Tierney and you want to hear more about Silverado, we're on um, the Silverado podcast is on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Play, uh, your local library, all those places that you <laughs> should be visiting. Uh, you can visit. We're at uh, SilveradoMinute.com is the website. And we've got a little something on Facebook we like to call the Silverado Minute Listener Saloon. That's the Midnight Star, Uh, appropriate enough for this minute. We're also on Twitter at SilveradoMXM. That's like all one word, SilveradoMXM. The X is for buy, but buy begins with a B, but it's not MBM. It's Uh, MXM for some reason.
0: turn it, tune in to my minutes (laughs) much later when we shout you out pretty much every outro.
1: John's a
2: celebrity.
1: <laughs> Alright, so uh yeah, so on that note uh, on that note, uh please listeners tune in tomorrow for the next Silverado Minute.
2: Yeehaw.